This is exactly right. It's 1943 in the Kingdom of Bulgaria. As the Second World War rages, King Boris dies suddenly and every nation is a suspect. The Butterfly King premieres March the 21st on Exactly Right. It's a cruel tale of a doomed royal dynasty. Somewhere, the truth is out there. Listen to The Butterfly King on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Scotty, do you have a... You got a story for me? Kurt, I got a banana story for you. The headline, it goes a little something like this. Oh, yeah. New Mexico man named one of the world's dullest people. <laughs> uh, you know what? His dullness surprised me. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. That does sound uh, a bananas. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Bananas. I am Kurt Brownoller. I'm Banana Boy number two, Scotty Landis. Thank you for joining us on the silliest little podcast there ever was, Kurt. We have a very wonderful guest today. She is absolutely wonderful. Let's bring her right in. She is a comedian and actor. She's had great roles on I Love Dick, Transparent, and currently Freeform's Good Trouble. Please welcome the very (laughs) funny Mm -hmm. Sherry Cola. Yo! Hello, Kurt and Scotty! Sherry, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm really intrigued by that headline because at first I'm not sure if it's like New Mexico man or like New Mexico man. Like someone who's who's like new to Mexico. Here I am. (laughs) This is coming out. We know what the old Mexico man is doing, but what is the New Mexico man? Who is dull there? Yeah, he was throat. born 55 yeah. years old. He came out of the womb. He's had a little suit on. Um, it's it's uh, the the old Mexico man, you know, gave up his throne and he, he yeah. yes. he's been replaced by the new Mexico man. <laughs> Honestly, Sherry, your story. I like your story better, but this one's this one's pretty solid. I'll tell you guys about it. OK, so, uh, this one was sent in by Alex Thames. Thank you so much, Alex. Uh, and it's from. I didn't get this until I typed it out, but it's from KRQE, New Mexico, the radio station. So, Kirk, Kirky. Kirky. Oh, Kirky. Kirky. <laughs> oh, right. Kirky. Of course. Kirky. Kirky. And it was written by the one and only Francesca Washington. She's just best in the, she's biz. Just the best in the business. Best in the biz. Oh, okay. New Mexico love man. Francesca. Love Francesca. <laughs> you love her. Who doesn't love Francesca? <laughs> uh, New Mexico man. So a man from the state of New Mexico has been named one of the world's dullest people. An, <laughs> a New Mexico man with an unusual hobby has been named one of the world's dullest people by experts on all things ordinary. You live your whole life hoping something, uh, hoping to achieve something, and finally I've achieved something, says Johnny Meyer. What Meyer has managed to achieve is anything but interesting. Quote, the dullest man, uh, I am one of the dullest men in the world, Myers says. He is a gas station memorabilia collector and one of 12 people around the world selected by the Dull Men's Club <laughs> as the world's dull. <laughs> 
I didn't know the Dull Men's Club was. A, I met some of them, but I didn't know <laughs> that they um, were proud of it. Yeah. So he was selected for this year's 2021 calendar. Albertina Rizzo, a repeat guest and one of our best friends. Albertina, you're going to have to get this calendar. Uh, see, Johnny's boring, but he's gracious. Uh, he says, when I look at the crowd uh, that I'm a part of, wow, I'm so impressed with the other folks, with the other dull people. Man, if we could all get together in the same room, that would be something. <laughs> yeah, that would be dull. Um so Meyer owns and operates a classical gas museum in Embudo, or Embudo, New Mexico. He says he's been a collector of gas station memorabilia what? for about 20 years. Does it show what gas station memorabilia is? Uh, I think it's like signs. Are they just like candy I think it's like pops? signs and pumps. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like, oh, like oh right, right. The, that stuff. Well, that is very yeah. boring. The thing is, that, does that sound boring or is that actually exciting? Because there's some type of like passion. I right. personally don't have any type of like collectibles passion, you know? Right. Yeah. Yes. No. And gas station memorabilia is more interesting than somebody's like, I collect samples of soil and dry dirt and True. I organize them by color. And you're like, oh, I'm leaving this conversation immediately. <laughs> a paleontologist <laughs> is what we're, we're coming for paleontologists. Guys, yeah. if you guys love collectible gas station stuff i've got a restaurant for you it's called tji fridays you guys are gonna fucking flip your lid when you walk into this place old license place oh, man. Uh, oh i'm just and i mean i'm so intrigued by dull men's club the yes i looked that- it up yes i looked it up it is like i'm trying to figure out what it is uh, it says the life-changing magic of simple everyday run-of-the-mill things quote the new oh. normal and it's just a bunch of, uh, oh, Steve Rezniak. This is an article. Cacti, fun to watch grow. They grow so slowly. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, I feel like, is that dull? What is even the definition of dull at this point, right? Because they yeah. are doing things. Yes. So, they're doing stuff that's so niche. And for, ni- for yeah. me, niche is not boring. Right. right, exactly. Agree. Yeah, I agree. there's another article here that's um, <laughs> it's just a very stern-looking man in front of a telegra- <laughs> in front of a in front of a, a telephone pole, and it just says Telegraph Pole Appreciation Society. Martin <laughs> Evans. <laughs> this guy just loves oh. telephone poles, or I guess telegraph so they just, poles. They pretty much just appreciate the the little things in life. I guess so. Yeah, that's like their With, deal. Right. They have a passion about other things that other people probably find boring, including um Oh, he- Meyer says the Dollman's Club co-founder stopped in after a Colorado rug dealer <laughs> told him about his museum. I didn't know there was a Dull Man's Club, and I didn't know how many of us there really were, says Meyer. But he hopes his new mundane title will inspire others to embrace their dullness. Quote, you need to step back from some of that bright, shiny stuff. <laughs> and, I think, <laughs> and I think the closer you get to dullness, the closer you get to enlightenment. And the final thing here is the Dull Men's Calendar, Bananimals, you must get this, is available on Amazon. You've heard oh, of it. You've this. used it. For only fifteen dull dollars. Oh, that's you great. must. That's I'm, kind of expensive. <laughs> for yeah, for uh, for obviously it's like a, a dollar twenty five a month. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just okay. looking at their website. They have an event listed okay. that's just Bubble Wrap Appreciation Day. <laughs> 
I'm starting to love their lifestyle. Me too. I kind of really, I'm I'm kind of into this now. Mm -hmm. This is really great. Yeah, well, well, my question is, are these men, are these dull men in a relationship? Like, are they like, do they have wives that are like dull? Probably. You know what I mean? They're probably dads. Men wives. Yeah, they're probably probably dads and they've gotten to a point in their life where all of their friends have fallen off. And they have not kept yeah. up their friendships. They're about 48 no. years old. And now Probably. they've just found this like small piece of thing, that, this small yeah. piece of real estate that they call their own. And it's just cacti <laughs> or fucking telegraph poles. And bubble wrap. And bubble wrap. And bubble wrap. I mean, my whole thing is like, uh, first of all, why is there no reality show about this? No shit. Right. Yes. Like uh, the 90 day fiancés, I, I, I've had enough. I want dull men <laughs> fucking support group. Wives. Yeah. Put it on wives. PBS. I want the wives of the dull men. Though. Yes. I want that narrative. I want yeah, that yeah, yeah. perspective. The real housewives of dull men. Oh. Yes. <laughs> Yo. They're just asleep. Oh, my goodness. That's hilarious. They must have well, a I lot mean, of free time. You know, they're out there right. doing yeah. their thing while these men are just, you know, growing cacti. I, that's, that's I mean, true. It, it's, it's fascinating. I, 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 I Now I want to watch um, Cacti Grow. Like, I yeah, feel like I, my um, life actually isn't that exciting compared to them. Right. That's right. I had a uh, driver's ed just... substitute teacher. So I went, I uh, had this, I went to A1 driving school. There were two in my hometown, A1 and Elite. And Elite had uh, one of their instructors was like um, assaulting people. So my parents were basically like, you and your sister are going to A1. And that was like out of the frying pan into the weirder frying pan. The the main guy who owned it was one of the craziest people I've ever met in my life. I've based so many characters and scripts off of him. But then he had this assistant that would come in every other class. And this guy was named Mr. Robertson. He was the most boring man I've ever met. He would eat spam on white bread sandwiches. That was like his – while we were watching videos about like making left-hand turns, he would just slowly eat a spam on white bread sandwich. <laughs> and I – it was this rambunctious group of like revved up, horny 15, 16, 17 year olds, like confined to this crappy little classroom. The only bathroom was like against the wall of the classroom. So nobody ever used the bathroom because they were, fr- you could just hear everything. So people would just like sit there <laughs> nervously <laughs> trying not to go to the bathroom. And people started to bully Mr. Robertson, but he was unbullyable because he was so boring that he never was affected by it so these guys one day it was like my fifth class they were like yo can we call you mr rob and he was like no you may not and they go (laughs) this other guy raises his hand he's like yes he's they were like can we call you mr ert and he was like no you may not (laughs) and then this guy starts laughing in the back he's like yo we're gonna call you mr son and he's like no you may not you may call me mr rob ert son (laughs) And then he just pushed play and went right back to it. <laughs> Nothing could stick to him because he just never, like, he didn't wink. He didn't, like, he didn't freeze. And I've always thought that was the best way to respond to, like, any type of harassment. You just, like, look at him like, no. No. This is not affecting me. <laughs> he's, he's Bartleby, the Scrivener of of driving instructors. <laughs> he was the best. I think about him all the time. I only saw him three times in my life, and 30 years later, I still think of the guy. Oh my goodness! Yeah, there's so many of those like teachers and like instructors that you just think of, and you're like, where are they now? You know what I mean? Like people who like still there. 
Yeah. <laughs> I, I was trying, true. I guess same. you're right. I got to go back and I, I remember I went to traffic school a lot. Um, oh, yeah. Traffic like, school I, I, I got so many speeding tickets. I mean, goodness gracious. Like, I was just like, I lived at traffic school. Um, but Where I would did always, you grow up? I grew up in San Gabriel Valley. Oh, okay. Uh, when, you know, let's. Let's all the, uh, the unspoken bad driver joke, but um, <laughs> I, I just got like so many uh, tickets all the time. No, not the Valley, St. Gabriel Valley. So like St. Uh, Gabriel yeah. Valley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, next Arcadia. You know, I, I, I grew mm-hmm. up in Temple City, Alhambra, yeah. that area. Yeah, a lot of Asians. Um, but I always got like <laughs> I, the thing is, I always got uh, uh, tickets for like. Not bad driving, but like rebellious driving. You know what I mean? Oh, like it wasn't oh, that really? I was bad at like driving. what? Well, just like I would just like I, I okay. There was this one point where um I just got <laughs> I swear I got a fucking speeding ticket like every month. I got a speeding <laughs> ticket on the way to traffic school. <laughs> That's great. That's good. That's oh. good. You should have just been like, school. I am on my way to traffic school. Yeah. Did you tell them? It was just so ironic. <laughs> and like, well, I tried to kind of get out of it because I got pulled over and I'm just thinking to myself, like, fuck, I can't believe I'm literally on the way to traffic school. And this was like, I was probably like 20, 22 or something. Mm-hmm. So I just knew my mom was going to be so pissed. So I like got out of the car <laughs> to try to like convince him to like not get me a ticket because he was writing this. Ticket. Always a good move, yeah. Right. But he was like, "Ma'am, step back in the car." I'm like, "No, but <laughs> but like but and never." I mean, I've gotten a few. To be honest, this was a long time ago. It's been a while. Uh, but I got it happens. Actually, I lied. I lied to your face. I was gonna say it's been a while, but I've gotten a tailgating ticket, which was so dumb, so dumb. Literally, I was like, I guess I was too close, but I was, um, me and my friends well, were Sherry. caravanning. We were caravanning. <laughs> like, How close were you? <laughs> I've never heard of that. Oh, How my dad used you? to do it all the I time. so close that like, I got a ticket for this. <laughs> no, it was actually really funny because this was my first ticket ever. And we were, at this time, I still lived out in uh, San Gabriel Valley, but uh-huh. there was this like, hookah place in WeHo that my friends and I like discovered and like needed Amazing to go start. to. Uh-huh. Right. Amazing start. Right. So, Amazing. So we all caravan to this hookah place <laughs> and I'm following my friend and I mean listen I'm like it's my first time really driving out to this area whatever and I'm just following him close because I don't want to lose yeah. I don't want I don't want no. another car to come in between us. Yeah. So or I'm like just, a unicycle. You're yeah. staying close. <laughs> You're getting in there. <laughs> I don't want even uh, like a hot wheel to get in between yeah. us. Yeah. <laughs> inches away <laughs> so then well, I get pulled over and it was really funny because me and my best friend uh, still reminisce about this because she was sitting shotgun and right. um, so I get pulled over for tailgating and we're like it's a very high like tension moment because I'm pissed sure it's scary you know yeah. no one wants to trigger me because I'm the no. one that was driving got the ticket whatever you'll I'm get out my, of the car we yeah. know that about you Honey, you'll I'll get out and face <laughs> 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 um and <laughs> i just completely abandoned my vehicle <laughs> yes you're out of there <laughs> but but it was funny because like i was getting my uh license I'm, I'm sorry my registration and something happened where like my my dash uh my glove compartment whatever it was like stuck or something and like <laughs> my friend was trying to help me and in that process <laughs> i completely closed the glove compartment on her hand <laughs> Nice. Yeah, the nerves Ooh, are uh, the nerves are up. I just, I just completely. To do. I 
slam her fingers <laughs> in the glove compartment. And we still talk about it. Anyway, it's Driver funny. of the year. Driver of the decade, sounds like. Listen, don't don't call shotgun. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> That's right. Curdy B, you got one for us, homeboy? I sure do. This is a super... This is a super weird one, a super fascinating okay. one. I don't have a story to go along with this. Who I just cares? want to t- explain this to you guys and to everyone out Very there. Very good. This was sent in by Carson Cobb, um, who Thank actually you, linked Cobb. to like a a girl on TikTok who was explaining this story. Um, and then I looked it up, and this is a uh, from uh, I found an article from the New Yorker from 2018, written by Ian Frazier. Okay. Title is "The Maraschino Mogul." It is oh. as a typical New Yorker article. It is incredibly long and detailed, and has yeah, way, way more too information. Long. Seven than pages I need. too long. Yes. But it is very respectful to the people involved. Um, there is a little bit of sadness in the story, but fucking I will get into it. So give us the deets, baby. This is what <laughs> happens in 2010. Uh, Heard of it. So first off, in New York City for a long time, mm-hmm. Rudy Giuliani, the fucking lunatic, what made it illegal <laughs> For, he was the he was the mayor of New York. I remember being in New York City when Rudy Giuliani was the mayor of New York, and it was awful. Yeah. He illegalized dancing so that you could yeah, get dork. physically you could get kicked out of any bar if you just danced a little bit to the jukebox. What? He would, yeah. yeah, he used it to like shut down businesses. He made it illegal yes. to ride your bike in a group of more than like five people. I got arrested because I rode my bike as part of like a critical mass thing, which was like two hundred people riding their bikes, and I spent a night yeah. in jail for riding. Riding my bike. Um, cool. Rudy Giuliani's crazy. He also made it illegal to keep wow. bees. So you're not allowed to keep bees in New we York need City. Bees. In 2009, no bees. fucking shit, right? So yeah. In 2010, they get it reversed. You're allowed to keep okay. bees. So, uh, nice. so, so beekeeping explodes in Brooklyn. All of these Thank people you. are keeping bees. And they start noticing that the bees are turning red. And not only are the bees turning red, but the bees are starting to make red honey. And so cool. they call all of these like environmentalists in and everyone starts studying the bees and they're worried that like they're like getting into like antifreeze and stuff like that. Sure. But it was also one of the hottest year of that uh, of the record in 2010. Oh, good. And what had happened yep. was everything had dried up. All the vegetation had dried up. So all these bees had uh... were coming to Red Hook to a maraschino cherry factory and Whoa. then drinking the maraschino juice that was like coming oh. out of the buckets Whoa. that were there. So New York Times picks this up. They do a story on these the red bees of Brooklyn. Everybody's fucking fascinated. It takes off. So that yeah. cracks up some yeah. like interest in the maraschino cherry factory. So uh, in 2015, like they keep like look, looking at the maraschino cherry factory, and he like does all this stuff to like take care of the problem with the bees. The problem with the bees goes yeah. away, but the interest, like the spotlight, has already been put on this factory. So in 2015, as kind of a yes. follow up, as a result, because of these red bees, the EPA raids the factory, the maraschino cherry factory, for EPA violations, okay? Like Ghostbusters, yeah. Like fucking Ghostbusters. Like my classic (laughs) joke, the the most unbelievable thing about Ghostbusters is how much power the EPA has. Uh, Apparently, they do. Yeah, and apparently they do. So they storm this place looking for, like, environmental code violations, and they find... Behind like a, a like a, uh, a, a like a closet of cherry jars, what appears to be a fake wall. 
And then at this point, the owner of the oh factory, Arthur, uh, I'm going to, uh, Arthur Mandela. Well, he, he's freaking out. He's uh, freaking out. He's super freaking out. Yeah. He calmly yeah. walks to the bathroom and commits suicide. Okay. What? Yes. All right. What? Yes. Yeah, so Arthur Mandela, he has a, he had a gun in his, uh, in an ankle oh, holster. Oh, a gun. Okay. He commits suicide. And then they push through the fake wall, and they find Brooklyn's largest underground marijuana farm of, like, it was, like, 25,000 square feet, all run with glow lights and hydroponics and everything. Amazing. They found, like, eight different, like, Rolls Royces. This guy had an entire secret life. His family had no idea. Um, Yeah. And so I can yeah, see that. And it all happened because of the fact that these fucking bees started turning red. Like wow. it is the craziest fucking story. Wow. No, that is pretty, pretty out there. What? Yes. I, and I, I'm just And also just, he, like yeah. it wasn't like the, the the saddest part really is that like it was environmental. Like he didn't get busted. The the family never got like in trouble for the pot. Like they obviously shut it shut yeah. it down and everything, but they couldn't find proof that they were selling it, even though they totally were. Um, and so he kind of killed himself for no reason because right. he would have spent like uh, six months on probation or something like that. Is yeah, yeah right. Because only so- he only got in tr- trouble for the environmental stuff. What? Classic Arthur, so hasty, you know, so hasty. <laughs> It is a visionary. So, it's a visionary too, and also five years later it would be legal. Do you know what I mean? Like yes, I, yeah. I mean, I just so much to wrap my head around right now. I know uh, it is a, one of the craziest stories I've ever read. I encourage everyone to go read the New Yorker article, which is way too long. Um, but how cool did you guys feel when you were ten years old and you were at a restaurant with your parents? And you ordered a Shirley Temple, <laughs> and it came with those two red, Ooh, and it oh. would flow down in there. Those maraschino cherries. Maybe Obsessed. you got a what's the what's the other one called? A Jolly Roger or something? Uh-huh. But you I, get I, the Roy Shirley Roger. Temple, the best. Roy Roger, the best. And you just felt like you were having a cocktail with your folks, and you were like, you know, Dad, can I have another round? It's like one more Shirley Temple. You're like, you're driving, and then you moonwalk into the bathroom at Pizza Hut. You know, I, I for Hit some me. reason never had that in New Jersey. But my, so my dad, I, I, I grew up in New Jersey, and my dad lived in Michigan, Sherry. And when I would go visit my dad. Like, my mom was a nurse. We didn't have much money, but my dad had money, and he had another family. And I, my brother, and my half-brother, would always order that when we went out to dinner. And in my mind, Temple. I was just like, we, I could never do that in New Jersey. Like, this is something only wealthy people do to get this drink. And then one day in New Jersey, I just ordered one, and it was like, yeah, of course. It's like a dollar. Yeah. It's a dollar. Yeah, yeah, 25. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh. Yeah. I am rich in New Jersey. Yeah. Have it. It, does, it does feel like it does feel like fancier than it is. Yes, it does and feel fancier. Like, it's just like first of all, it's Sprite, and we're just adding yes. more syrup. It's I mean, it's the yes, cause it's of, all it is. The cause of diabetes in this country really is the Shirley Temples at a young age. Uh, I I love maraschino cherries. It's uh, I, it's they're so, good. I mean, I, I'm obsessed, and I'm I'm trying yeah. to think of like bees, like. Honey and maraschino sounds like a fucking dream. Oh, I know it so does. Good. It does sound. It does sound pretty good. They say it what was a little hell? watery though, because it was like affecting mm. the way the I don't know the bees make. Honey. Oh, if it's watery, then I don't want it. I'm out. I don't want it. We're out. Cherry's out. Walking. I'm walking. <laughs> I'm a walker. I'm a walker. 
Um, uh, hey, Scotty, will you give me a tease for one, and then let's take a break? I'm going to tease. I'm going to tease you two. This one is not a news story. This is a, a story that I read on Reddit years ago that one of our bananimals uh, sent to us. And um, it's under the TIFU, which is Today I Fucked Up. Okay. Uh, that's a subreddit. T-I-F-U, by enraging the parents of my girlfriend by pretending not to know what a potato is. <laughs> oh, my I'm goodness. I'm so excited to hear about this. I know a potato is a religion. So let's, <laughs> That's let's, right. You know. We'll be right back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. And we are back. Uh, folks, this is, uh, oh, you know what? When this comes out, the Bananas Live will have already happened. Fact, this is after the fact. But listen, please go to our Instagram, The Bananas Podcast. DM us your strange news. You can also call the banana phone. Uh, I will give you the phone number. It I'll is, do it right now. Yeah, 213-214-7974. I've been getting, so Sherry, we have a phone. Mint Mobile gave Kurt and I a phone. And I leave it on almost all day, and anybody's allowed to call it at any time, and I talk to him for exactly one minute. I get something. There was a lull. I think around, I think around the election, people had other uh, bigger fish to fry. But now I'm getting like 20 calls a day, and I got a great one from Northern Sweden, Kurt. They want us to wow. come party with them when this is over, yeah. when the Great Quar ends. Uh, Joey from Wisconsin, the Hops Factory, called me again. I had a guy that went ice fishing and won last week. I he saw won that. an ice fishing tournament. Yeah, it's amazing. Wow. So keep calling. How fun. I'm happy to talk to anybody. What a boost Thank you for of the confidence. songs. What a boost of confidence because my phone is not that uh, popping normally. <laughs> my you know phone I mean? isn't either. Oh. I got nobody calling oh. me. My personal phone, spam risk. All it's spam dry. risk yep. all the time. It's all spam risk. Um, Scam likely, uh, scam likely. I've actually been wanting to like secretly change my roommate's like phone, like <laughs> like her mom, her mom's number to scam likely. Good idea. I like that. That's great. A prank that doesn't hurt anybody. <laughs> um, guys, let me tell you about this kick butt story. Yes. So the, again, this was on Reddit. This is not a news story. This was sent in by. Uh, I'm going to spell it, then I'm going to guess it. K E D. I G E. So I'm going to say Khadij. Okay. How about Khadij? Um, thank you for sending this in, Khadij or Ked E G. It happens. Today I effed up by enraging the parents of my girlfriend by pretending not to know what a potato is. So I'm just going to read this as it was posted. I literally have thought about this for five years. Let me tell you that I have made a bad mistake this evening. My girlfriend, who let me tell you, 
uh, is only my second girlfriend of all time, said I am, quote, invited to dinner, unquote, with her parents. I was very aghast, nervous, and bashful to be invited to such a situation, but I knew it must be done. I met them nicely, I should tell you, and it started off in a good way. Apparently, this guy's a butler from the 1890s. (laughs) Um, I met them nicely, I should tell you. Uh, the, The idea slapped in my mind that I should do a comedic bit to make a good impression and become known to them as a guy who was amusing. When I saw... That baked potatoes were served. <laughs> I got the idea that it would be very funny if I pretended I did not know what potatoes were. Oh, my goodness. I love this guy. That would be funny. Well, let me tell you, it backfired on my face. I'll tell you how. So first, when the potato came onto my plate, I acted very interested. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> I showed an expression on my face as to say that I was confused, astounded, but in a restrained way, curious and interested. They did notice. <laughs> and her parents seemed confused, but I didn't say anything. So I asked, quote, this looks very interesting. <laughs> oh, my goodness. What is this? I'm and dead. they stared at me. And finally, her mother said, it's a baked potato. <laughs> so I said... Oh, interesting. A baked, what is it again? (laughs) And she goes, a potato. (laughs) And I said, a potato. Interesting. Never heard of a potato. (laughs) This looks pretty good. End quote. And then they didn't guess that I was joking. They didn't see that I was clowning. And I thought, uh, and they really thought that I did not know what a potato is. So I knew it would be very embarrassing and I would be humiliated, depressed, and disgusted if I admitted that I had made a bad joke. No, that's when you bail. By the way, aspiring comedians, that's when you bail. Just say, this has gone awry. I was just making a joke. I I am an idiot. I love potatoes. We're naming our first child potato. Um... (laughs) So, what I did was acted as if it was not a joke, but committed harder to the act of pretending I didn't know what a potato is. Oh, my God. They asked me very incredulously, did I really not know what a potato is? Again, pull the ripcord, it's over. No. I said that I had never heard of a potato. Uh, I told them not only had I never eaten a potato, but I had never even heard the word potato. Oh, my God. This... Oh, my goodness. This went on for a bit. My girlfriend started acting very confused and very embarrassed. And by my, quote, fucked up antics, and then the more insistent I was about not knowing what potato was, she and her parents started thinking that I did know what a potato was, and I had to commit 100% when I would not admit to not knowing what a potato was. Oh, my goodness. Her father especially got annoyed at one point he said something like enough is enough you're fucking with us admit it right now (laughs) (laughs) first time meeting your girlfriend's parents this is so incredible and i looked at him and said sir before today i have never heard of a potato (laughs) i do not know what a potato is i understand it's some kind of food but i do not know what to tell you Oh, I'm going to jump to the end. There's a couple more paragraphs. But oh my, goodness. my girlfriend and the mother started saying to me, what are you doing? And my girlfriend finally left, went to another room. Finally, her father said, get the fuck out of our house. <laughs> and I said, 
I said to him, it was irrational to treat me this way because I had never heard of a potato before. <laughs> well, he did not take that kindly. Now in text messages, I have girlfriend telling me, uh, I've been telling my girlfriend that I really did not know what a potato was. The only way I can ever get out of this is for them to <laughs> buy that I never knew what a potato was. I wish I had never started this, but now I can't go back. She <laughs> broke up with me anyway. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. No. I wow. my support God. her. I support her 100% breaking up. Of course. Because at that yes. point, like, there is, what is what is at stake for you to just be like, I made a bad joke and then I tried to commit to it, you know? There is nothing at stake at that point. No. I feel like oh, he that's maybe, that's so an invented funny. end. I feel like that it's an invented so end. That is so funny. What a masochist. I yeah. mean, listen, yes. I, think, I think he didn't want to be in that relationship. That's what I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, he was Second one. himself. No, if anything, yeah. like, okay, it would have worked if it was not an A-list food. Yes. Like, yes. Potato is like, just everyone knows what a potato is. It would have worked with asparagus. It would have worked with asparagus. Yeah, tough one. If yeah. he went with yeah. ch- what, what chive, 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 chive? You know, on yeah. the My question, so did they even start dinner? Or no, it was literally based on... Um. I decided to take a bite of potato, and when I did, I made a high-pitched noise and said, tastes very strange. (laughs) (laughs) So they started to eat. I think this guy might actually be a comedic genius. (laughs) It's Sasha Baron Cohen. That's what it sounds like. It sounds like Andy Kaufman. Yeah, The commitment. The commitment. But also, like, uh, you know, I think we've all been in those situations, too, where, like, you're in too deep. It's too late to turn back. Uh, yes. It's just like it, it's just 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 close enough to like you you could you could have gotten out of it like two seconds yes. ago. But absolutely, I, mean, I, I just don't understand uh, uh, why why he did it. That's so funny though. Yeah, I have I, I have been in situations with people who are doing a bit where I'm just like, okay, let's just like it's been so long. I'm just like, let's have the bit right. End. Let's have the bit end, and the insistence <laughs> to not end the bit. Yes. To me, uh, is always like you. It's an insult to the person, the other person. That's how I always I get angry because I'm just yes. like you're treating me like I'm a fucking idiot that I would believe right. this, and I just want to get past it. So just admit, <laughs> yeah. just admit it. And when they don't, I'm just like, oh, you're a you're a crazy person. Like you need control this much in order to yes, like get out of Kurt. this. You can't. Yeah, yeah. we have some Whoa. shared friends that do that to the extreme, and it is a there is a point where you pull the ripcord and you yes. or you just stop. You just yeah, stop. And you just change, stop. I just, just stop talking change. to them. Yeah. Right. This guy could have been like, these potatoes are great. I'm really enjoying these. I love what you've done with the place. The curtains are amazing. And suddenly you're talking about something else, but it sounds like you just froze. Yeah. <laughs> went for it. I just, I mean, I, and also like uh, just going off of what you guys just said, like sometimes people continue the bit. Sometimes I just want to have a, a normal. Yes. Honest conversation for goodness. For yes. Yep. You know what I mean? hundred yes. percent. Because we're comedians, people just think we're on all the damn time. And I'm yes. like, I just want to know like what the fucking Groundhog Day means. I literally just want to get to the bottom of something. And then like people just want to like just fucking joke around all the damn time. I'm like, yeah, you- it happens. And it also happens to comedians off? a lot. It really happened. I remember there was just a section of my time it was like right when I started improvising at UCB back in the day. Mm-hmm. And it was like we would go to McManus after a show 
And sure. it would be a pub bits, in Manhattan. The, it would nearby. just be bits. It would be aggressive oh. bits that were oh. coming out of a sense of deep insecurity and everyone having to top the other one to the point where I always would be like, I cannot take the, to the point where I was like, maybe I'm not a comedian because I don't <laughs> yeah, feel right. this psychotic need to constantly to do the 11th tag on the dumbest joke that we did 15 minutes ago. Like I just right. want to oh move goodness. on and actually have a conversation. Um, oh, right. We just, we never, yeah, there's want, a time. Yeah, we want to have the last there's word, honey, you know, I know. It's too much. I, I got but, to the point where if no. somebody, I'm so sorry, Sherry, you go. No, right I now. was just going to pick, pick your fucking battles. That's it. <laughs> you no. know, pick your battles. I got to a point when that one video of the wedding party that danced down the aisle went viral and then everybody insisted that the wedding parties at their weddings did a funny dance down the aisle. I got to the point where I would text people and be like, I don't want to be a part of your wedding. I will come. I will dance all night long. But if you invite me to your wedding, you make me dance down the aisle. I will not come or I will stand there. And then when they introduce, I will just Change, I'll change outfits. I'm not going to... It's that kind of thing where you're like, it wasn't your idea to begin with. Why are we still doing this? It's not fun for me. And then I found myself like stuck in those situations uh, three or four times, wow, I think. I've never three or four no, times. I, had to do that. It Sorry, is a nightmare. It is a nightmare, nightmare being a part of a wedding. And I will speak from like... Yes. <laughs> I mean, I, I have this joke about like how at this point, I don't know what's worse, like getting like... <laughs> <laughs> asked to be a bridesmaid or getting selected for jury duty because I think I'd rather <laughs> oh oh definitely bridesmaid you know, definitely bridesmaid this, you're thrown into this group of strangers I mean it makes no yeah. sense and everyone is forced to like just I, it, it's too much and you know I, I me personally I'm never I was never a part of like a sorority or anything like that I mean I have a lot of girlfriends but it's just it's a it's a lot to turn it on it's a lot to turn it on um, yeah. I went to a wedding in Ohio, and the photographer, I was in the wedding, but I wasn't even officially like a groomsman. My buddy called me. He's like, hey, man, like, I haven't, I didn't talk to this guy in like eight years. We were high school friends, and like, we kind of lost touch as adults do. But he was like, it means so much for me to be a part of your wedding. You can be an usher. And I was like, I'm coming no matter what, bud. You don't need to make me rent a suit for Men's Warehouse. But he did. And then the <laughs> photographer, we're all. We're all out on this dock uh, over a fake lake near a fake wedding venue, uh, you know, for the photos. And the photographers were doing all our pictures. And they're like, let's do a funny one. So I just stepped into the lake. And I stood up to my knees in a rented tu <laughs> brown tuxedo. And everybody else was like, what the? And it, like, killed the mood. <gasps> but I was like, well, well everybody else was just going to, like, stick their tongue out or, like, lift their leg in the air or something. But I just stepped directly into the lake. And then I had to go through the... Whole wedding with wet uh, knee down. <laughs> okay, that that. But I was like, you 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 went for it. You went for it. You committed. Yes. It was it was, it was like you want funny, bitch. I'll give you funny. <laughs> it was my <laughs> protest. Don't. Like, it's like don't tell somebody to be funny. I'm like, let's do a funny one. I just punched the bride in the face. <laughs> I just like grab her in a chokehold. <laughs> yeah, have a, live a little. But that's what I'm saying. Like uh, half of the time, like I, it's so funny because like <laughs> I, I think about this all the time because like all my friends are hot, right? So whenever, uh, whenever my girlfriend, all my girlfriends are hot, all my guy friends are hideous. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> that's how the world works. It's like sitcom living. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So all my girlfriends are just so incredibly gorgeous, and whenever. Uh, the the idea of the funny photo. Let's do a funny one comes up. I'm like everyone's just like equally as gorgeous. Like they're just like 
they, they, yes. they, I don't know. They like wink and stick, they wink. That's and right. Like, I, I'm like, if you're going to go ugly, I want to see Quasimodo. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, that's right. I see, get naked. Get naked. <laughs> yeah. Lose your mind. <laughs> Show me your flaws. <laughs> yeah. Let it fly. Slang Goodness it. Goodness gracious. I'm with you. Uh, do you yeah, guys want to hear another your... one? <laughs> yeah. Curdy yeah. yeah, yeah. B, give us another story, uh, buddy. This was sent in by Sarah Anderson. Um, Love her. This is oh, from... Adore her. Miss her, really. I know. Or they. Thank or them. You, right. Right. Love right. she, they, them. Love them all. This is uh, from Paw Culture. Classic Paw Culture. <laughs> This is our, we're always we're always getting some paw culture articles in here. Yeah, uh, damn right. This is written by John Kilpatrick, the B in the, the best B. Uh, in the B. And this at this is titled "The Weirdest Animal Laws in America." Are Ooh, I love it. You guys ready for some of the weirdest animal laws in America? Uh, yeah, I'm ready. Here's one. It is illegal to photograph rabbits between the months of January and April in Wyoming. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wait. Okay, because they're doing it. I oh I, oh, I never. I don't know. I have no idea. It does not. Give Do any rabbits reason. go into heat? It's a nineteen. 19- that might be mating season. I mean, they're always in heat, right? Because they're always fucking. Rabbits are the porn stars of the you know wilderness. Yeah, so they might Thank not. You. Yeah, they might not only fuck January through April. It says in nineteen. It's a nineteen twenty one rule still in the books. It shall be unlawful okay. for any person or person <laughs> I mean- to photograph <laughs> any of the game animals or birds of this state during the months of January, February, March, <laughs> and April. <laughs> That is out of this world. Isn't That's it? That's bananas. It's really yes. crazy. Um, and then it says, except in the manner here too provided in this section, uh, any responsible mm-hmm. person who shall desire to photograph any of the game animals or birds of the state, blah, 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 maybe payment of $5 to the State Game and Fish Commission. Worth it. Worth it. Is this Wait, like when game cameras first mammals? came in? Is that what yeah. you said? No, State Game and Fish Commissioner. You have to pay him $5. That's a lot of money Fine in 1921. Me. In yeah, that's like a billion dollars. That's like a billion dollars wow. to photograph a rabbit. <laughs> a rabbit. Is it Bugs Bunny? Bugs Bunny in the flesh? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty crazy. Oh, it's it was scrapped. You can in Wyoming. You still now you can photograph the rabbits. Um, another one from Alaska. Animals cannot enter beauty salons for the purpose of hairdressing. <laughs> Whoa! That's still on no, the books in June. They can't enter beauty salons for the sake of hairdressing. Oh, so, for the purpose of hairdressing, uh, they can in, enter uh, as long as you're not going to dress their hair in the salon. Oh, but if you're going to oh, dress a poodle's reasonable. hair in a salon, it's illegal. Oh, okay, I, I need sounds I, like a on. union thing. I need to literally English is my second language. So you're saying <laughs> an animal cannot yes. get their hair done, essentially, right? In a salon. In a salon. Animals are not allowed to enter That's beauty so salons. Fucked up. Right? <laughs> Why not? Why not? How long do dogs live? Dogs live like 15 years. Let them do whatever the hell they want. Yeah. Like dog, yeah. feed them pizza. Like have fun with them. They're dogs. Give the Pomeranians some bangs. <laughs> Give it a perm. Give, Give it, it some bangs. <laughs> it's feeling unattractive. It's bored. He's she's married to the dullest man in New Mexico. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let the Pomeranian have some bangs. It changes her personality. <laughs> Um, what else, Curdy? It is illegal to sell a dog's or cat's excess hair in Delaware. Fucking what? Okay. Uh, oh it appears That's this law weird. is meant to protect pets from people using their fur to make things. Ah, okay. Like well, American. Well, you know what's funny is like, I feel like these laws were created because it happened. Oh, yes. <laughs> of course. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Like, 
there, there really was a dog. Uh, was it a dog being exchanged for cat's hair? What was that? You can't. You can't sell dogs or cats hair excess hair. got it right like there was a toupee run in delaware in uh in dover right. in basically, dover delaware they were making toupees basically there was a trap door in a in a, in a factory in yeah. delaware with just yeah. cat and dog hair Sweeping uh, it out. <laughs> um and then the last one it's uh Last one is illegal. There's a bunch of other ones, but they're not that crazy. Uh, cats are not allowed in public cemeteries in Wisconsin. Because mm. of Hocus Pocus. Hocus Pocus. Pro- probably Hocus Pocus. Hocus Pocus. Probably. Hocus Pocus. Probably a witch law. It's a witch law. Yeah, that's a witch law. Oh, amazing movie. Oh, is it Jen really? D'Angelo wrote the new version. Yeah, a, a, oh, a good buddy of mine who used to work on Workaholics with me wrote the new Hocus Pocus. It's coming out. Wow. It's great. Hocus it's going to be funny. Shout out to Hocus Pocus. I, I, the first time I saw it was in fifth grade. And I remember Great movie. Like, uh, uh, whispering to my friend Valerie, because we watched it in class, because, uh, you know, Halloween, festive times. Uh, I was like, I asked Valerie, what's a virgin? Because remember, that <laughs> yeah. was the freaking first time I'd ever heard the V word. Right. Um, we're just in fifth grade uh, absorbing it. She's like, we are. We yeah. are, though. Yeah. We are. Well, like, oh. I mean, listen, Valerie was, <laughs> Valerie was fucking. Right. Okay. <laughs> call the cops. We got to call <laughs> the cops. That's the other V word, Valerie. Fucking honey. Yeah. She lost her V card. Uh, no, but, but <laughs> actually it's funny because I remember back in fifth grade around this time, like, I had, like, cool friends, but I was never, like, sure. like I said, all my friends have been hot since day one, right? So, I remember, Bull, yes. like, there were these, like, scheduled, like, like basically everyone would just text. I mean, I'm sorry, not even text. There, it would be word of mouth that, like, oh, Valerie and David are going to kiss after after class. <laughs> um, hot. Hot. You know? Scheduled like, kissing. Ooh. Always hot. Yeah. It's so funny. I literally, it's so funny. This is. Not the first time I've talked about scheduled kissing this week, but it was like completely different scenarios. What the oh, hell? That's great. Yeah. Um, no, on a that's podcast, cool. Also on a podcast. <laughs> it's a pandemic. You got to schedule everything these days. I'll meet you by right. the mailboxes. Uh, we'll remove our mask. Three right. quick pecs. Masks on. <laughs> uh, okay. First of all, I told you about me and my landlord in confidence. Okay. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, I uh, cats in cemeteries. Well, if anything, the reason why cats are banned from cemeteries is because it's yeah. just, this is—I mean—if you see one, you're just like, "This is too on the nose." Yeah, I mean, it's too on the nose. Yes, just, it's cliche. What is this a goth <laughs> right. photo shoot? Get out of here, right. cat! Get, Get out of here! Get I'm it. writing poetry and listening yeah. to the Cure. Get out of here! You know, I'm smoking what is, cloves. Uh, what is this? A commercial for Party City? Like we get it. You know what I mean? I don't. <laughs> I don't need this right now. Um, it's—it's it's so funny how like cats have that reputation of like being death yeah. related though like yes. black cats yeah. specifically i mean how do you think they feel there's, there's a support group for that <laughs> yeah yeah we've never done that story i'm sure you guys have both heard of this but it's like that thing where there's cats in nursing homes that like sit next to the people that are going to die and then the next day they die maybe that's an urban legend but i've heard of that many oh, times interesting it's also in the movie Doctor Sleep, but uh, yeah, there was a thing where there was like cats in nursing homes, and they would like go into the room of the older people that were, and then the next uh, day those people would pass, like they could sense it somehow. Maybe I'm gonna look it up. 
Yeah. Maybe this is an urban legend, but I I'm think I'm just that's picturing. Right. I'm just picturing like an animated sketch world where uh, <laughs> when the nurse leaves the room, the cat grabs a pillow and just, <laughs> just smothers him. He's like, "Gotta keep my record. Gotta keep yeah, my record." Yeah. I have, listen, people are expecting. 20. Yeah, people this is how I eat, pal. Deliver. Sorry. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I got. I got kids to feed. All right, TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Scotty, give us our last one to send us home. Let's bring it on home, Sherry. It's been such a pleasure having you on Bananas. <laughs> Likewise. So the feeling on. is mutual. The feeling is mutual. Let's end this one fun. Sherry, when when this lifts, where's the first place you want to hop on a plane and go on vacation? To be honest, uh, Shanghai. That's where I was born. And I mm, haven't been there cool. for like 10 years. And I used I would to, love go to go all the time when I was little. But I, to be honest, it's because I, I won't take five for Christ's sakes, because, you know, yeah, I'm always yeah, yeah. working and you know how it is. It's like, oh, if I yeah, skip yeah. town, if I skip town, Marvel's going to call me. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna be unavailable. Right. And it also you know? feels that that far away feels like you are actually divorced from what's going on in <laughs> right. America. Yes. Right. Like, I remember yes. when I would go to Australia, I would just be like, I am out of the world. Yeah. I am in another <laughs> world. <laughs> I am, I'm retired. If you're yeah. in Australia, you've retired. Um, <laughs> No, but but yeah, I have family there, and it's just so gorgeous. And I haven't really been back as an adult, so Shanghai, just oh, to uh, revisit my room. Good answer. Yeah. Nice. That's but, a great yeah. answer, Curdy B. Where are you going to go? I'm going to Cabo, baby. <laughs> oh, that's Ooh. easy. That's 45 minutes away. <laughs> Spring <Yep>. break. <laughs> Spring break. All right. Well. Somehow we can actually mash your two locations up, and it'll fit perfectly into this story, woman chugs entire bottle of cognac at airport security checkpoint <laughs> oh my goodness i love that for uh, her. victoria bertrand sent this in victoria you're wonderful your instagram handle was so long i couldn't see it all so we're going with victoria you're the best and this was written by the one and only the legend food and wines <laughs> food and wine.com's legendary reporter Mike Pomeranz. This is two weeks oh. in a row that we got a food and wine article in. Mikey P. Look, I subscribed. Food oh, and wine Mikey is going P. for the strange news market. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna we're blurring Cabo and China here, which sounds ridiculous. I mean, but the, the the crossover you didn't know you needed. <laughs> it's obvious. Uh, yeah, honestly. Gets Honestly, me thinking. We'll be in touch. No one. We'll be in touch. <laughs> yeah. No one likes to deal with airport security. And there's sometimes seemingly random rules, particularly the no liquids rule. You can either attempt to pack the bottle in your suitcase where there's a risk of it breaking. Baggage handlers are oh so gentle. Mike's that's sarcasm. Mike, Mike is, is really sarcasm. giving it. He's really explaining to us how this works. We all know, yeah, Mike. He's... Get to what happened, pal. <laughs> yeah, Mike, just tell the story, homeboy. Uh, or you get caught with security and have to throw it out. It can make air travel so much more frustrating. But let me tell you a story uh, that chugging a bottle of cognac is far from a sensible way to show your displeasure. A woman in China was stopped at the Beijing Capital International Airport after security found she was carrying a bottle of Remy Martin XO Excellence in her hand luggage that she had purchased earlier at an airport in the United States. When told she wouldn't be able to bring the $200 bottle oh of cognac uh, on her flight to Wenzhou, the enthusiastic but hasty drinker... 
<laughs> decided to chug the entire bottle right there instead. Just the this perfect is how we way win, to folks. enjoy Honestly, a $200 <laughs> bottle of liquor. I'm just, first of all, I'm sorry, is this yes. done? Oh, no, no, please, hop I, in, no. I just want to say that Asians are very known for, uh, okay, I can't speak for every Asian, at least everyone in my family, um, very known for like trying to smuggle as many of those kind of goods. <laughs> really? Like, I'm talking cartons of cigarettes. <laughs> like, I, a, 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 like just packs and packs of dried squids. Yes. Like, like these like <laughs> oh. these goods that like yeah. seem to be like, uh, you know, unobtainable overseas. Right. Um, so and on the top duty of that, free squid. Ooh. On top of that, like we also don't like to waste. So yeah. she's like very on brand. Uh, it's extremely on brand. Um, because most of the time they don't check. Well, I mean, with liquid, it's a little tricky. Um, but yeah, yeah. This, my family has gotten like just uh, pounds of seaweed. I mean, so we're talking like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> like just really? the most ridiculous like foods um, that are delicious. This and, is such you know, good can, intel. Can only be in uh, found in China. Um, or it's cheaper oh, wow. in China. I think that's yeah. what it is. Sometimes it's cheaper in China, so then they want to bring it here. Or vice versa, it's cheaper at the airport, uh, LAX. Um, for example, the cigarettes, the the no duty or duty free, whatever. Right. Um, we would get all of these American cigarettes and bring it back to my uncles. Amazing. Um, just for them to smoke it all in in, in front of us. Uh, can you imagine Amazing. the cigarettes though? Like my, if my mom and I are at the airport and they open the cigarettes. Like, right. She's we, twelve. So <laughs> we're just having to force force to smoke it all at TSA. Um, but this is so funny because I'm also picturing the rest of the people in line at TSA just oh, like rooting for her on. Sure. Chug, 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 chug. Oh, it's the best. So this is what happens. What happens? What happens? So the enthusiastic drinker decides to chug the entire tire bottle at security instead. Needless to say, the lady quickly became intoxicated, oh so much so that she wasn't allowed to board the no. flight. The cognac lover began shouting before falling and rolling on the terminal floor. <laughs> A local police officer was quoted as saying, quote, she was so drunk, she couldn't even stand up. We tried to take her to a room. She couldn't get there. So we put her in a wheelchair so she could rest. Rest oh is important. Goodness. After chugging hard liquor can be tiring. Again. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I mean, she should have prepared for this. Thick. She should have prepared oh, yeah. for this. She should have had Pepsi AC. Um, <laughs> yeah. you, you yes. You know about Pepsi AC? And Asian cheers. Club. Oh, yeah. Um, and... And a baguette. You know, yeah. so, oh, just so a whole like a Chinese bit. baguette. Oh, Those okay. famous Chinese baguettes. Now I just really want rights to this article so I can be her in the biopic. <laughs> I want to play her in this biopic. I mean, it is, it is actually a good beginning to kind of like a hangover-esque for like just this lady. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the way it happened. She missed the flight that crashed. It's Final Destination 6. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Sherry, for being on the show. Absolutely. This was so much fun. This was bananas, and I adore you two. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you. you. Anything you want to plug before you go? Uh, Yeah, sure. Um, Find me on Instagram, Sherry Cola, and also uh, tune in to Good Trouble, season three premiering on February 17th. And yeah, you'll, you'll be obsessed with me afterwards. That's a warning. You'll be obsessed with me afterwards. <laughs> That's right on now. Freeform, everybody. <laughs> yes, uh, and Hulu. Yeah. And Hulu. Oh, great. Yeah. Uh, well, Love thank y'all. you so much. Thank you. <laughs> Bananas. 
This has been an Exactly Right production. Produced and engineered by Katie Levine. Theme music by Kahan. And all of our artwork is done by Travis Millard. You can follow us on Instagram at The Bananas Podcast, where we post stories every day and things that we don't cover on the podcast. Listen, subscribe, and please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. And if you're interested in advertising on Bananas, please email us at thebananaspodcast at gmail.com. That's thebananaspodcast at gmail.com.